This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty. Yes. I have one that... It's... 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 (laughs) Seemingly simple, <laughs> but the story is, I think, maybe one of the greatest mysteries ever. Uh, oh. oh, my. Here it is. Okay. The goose who wore Nikes and the mystery of who murdered him. <laughs> okay. Ooh, a little bananas mystery hour. Yeah. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. That is my co-host, Scotty Landis. And that's the OG, Kurt Brownoller. We have a wonderful guest today, a dear friend of mine. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's an actor. And she is undoubtedly the best last-minute platonic date you can ever take to an event. My girlfriend at the time was out of town called Chaley Rose. Ladies and gentlemen, Chaley Rose on the Bananas Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I called Chaley. I had a movie premiere and I had a, I did a plus one and the person I was dating was out of town and Chaley was dating somebody at the time also. And I was like, do you just want to go to this movie premiere? And Chaley, you were the greatest uh, premiere date, friend date I've ever had. It was wonderful. Thank Total pro. Thank you. Yes, you did all Um, the right, all the all the good premiere things. Yeah, scream during the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, didn't. Yes, exactly. Didn't boo loudly. Um, Whenever I go to premieres, I grip the. I just grip the seat and go. I love this movie. (laughs) I did not do that. Okay, then you're a very good date. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So, we have a story about a goose that wears Nikes. Yes, and before we get to that, I do just want to say, we we sent out the call, uh, you know, now you're hearing this a couple weeks later, um, for what the fans of Bananas should be called, and we had an enormous outpouring of great yes. suggestions. So many. There was a lot of bananas, yeah. uh, a lot of bunches, mm-hmm. um, but we do have a winner. Yes. We do have a winner. This was submitted uh, to me on Twitter by Montauk Crinklebottom. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. That uh, sounds like the perfect Bananas fan. Yeah. The, the, Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter address is actually at V-O-R-X-F-S-Z-Z-I-S-A. <laughs> so I don't okay. think he's given out his Twitter handle for people to get in touch with him very often. No. 
Uh, but he suggested it. Scotty and I talked about it, and we do think it's the funniest and will look the best in sticker form. Uh, mm-hmm. It is Bananimals. Oh. Yeah. We have a bunch of Bananimals now. and That's um, Yes. Gosh. I'm so excited about Bananimals. We, we will have art coming to you very soon. Hopefully when this comes out, there will be art on the Instagram page. The Bananas Podcast on Instagram. If you're not there, wow. you should go there. A lot of stuff's happening. Guys, we're mm-hmm. always talking. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. The goose who wore Nikes and the mystery of who murdered him. Yes. <laughs> now, so this is, there's a lot. This is very dense, and I apologize for <clears throat> if I talk for a long time, but I have to get all this information out. Interrupt me at any point, and we'll, I'll come sure. back to it. Uh, but this is all told from the point of view of this woman, Jessica Fleming, um, because she is kind of the surviving person for this story. Uh, this was in 1988. Uh, her grandpa, Gene Fleming, uh, mm-hmm. he was just like an inventor. Uh, okay. And he met this goose. And I don't know how he met this goose. <laughs> and it does, not, it does not specify how he met this goose. Like the story just picks up with, I saw this goose. And... Mm-hmm. This goose had just stumps for legs. It didn't have any pads, you know, any webbed pads for walking, so it couldn't walk. Uh, hmm. And Gene, uh, this is a man from a, another uh, generation, uh, quote, yes. because I'm a Shriner, my natural instinct was to help him, the goose. I had no <laughs> oh, idea yeah. that this was a Shriner thing. <laughs> I thought it was a secret society. Um, yeah. I just thought they had those little cars and they drove in circles during parades. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was like Shriner's main thing. Yeah, like wear a fez and drive a tiny car. I don't and know. The only cool. reason we know about that is because of that Dead Kennedys album. Now, first, <laughs> uh, so first he tried making a foul sized skateboard. Um, <laughs> for that's the best part. First, that's his go to. That's where he starts. And surprise, surprise. Uh, the goose couldn't skateboard with oh, no legs. Oh. <laughs> uh, so instead, he made a pair of patent leather baby shoes, size zero, mm. and stuffed them with foam rubber. And okay. by the time Jessica got home from school, the goose was running pell-mell around the yard, uh, tugging at the other end of the lease. Everybody started calling him Andy. And then eventually, okay. it changed from these weird baby shoes to size zero Nike uh, Nike sneakers. Uh, mm. and, and he became a national celebrity. So he's in this like, tiny little town and this, oh my God, I cannot wait to put this picture up on the Instagram. It is, <laughs> he's essentially wearing what to me looked like Chuck Taylor's, but they must've been Nike's cause he was later sponsored by Nike. Um, sure. I'll get to that. <laughs> uh, he, he literally, newspapers from all over the country did stories on him. Uh, they went on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Uh, this is, I think, like sometime in the 60s. Sure. When Nike learned about it, he was the first goose to ever have a major sponsorship deal. They sent him wow. a crate of these baby shoes. The first uh, okay. There's been more than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, there was a fan club. I mean, this goose was, this goose was fucking famous uh and also this is the quote that he was also very sweet natured so oh, they good. would and, Thank it God. Was, and this is the best part is that like okay so this isn't hastings this is hastings uh where 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 what state what state nebraska hastings nebraska okay and so he would go and do all these like things for the community he would go to like open the library andy the goose would be there or his favorite thing was to go to um places for uh folks with disabilities because you know andy has uh you know a disability but he's wearing shoes so it's very cool it's a very heartwarming thing 
Uh, he was super famous for a very long time. And then in October Uh-oh. 19th, 1991. No. Yes. Don't. Andy was murdered. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. How? Andy was murdered. <sighs> for it his shoes? It's a brutal crime. Guys, if you have children listening, I yeah. suggest you turn it off. I yeah. don't think you have children listening because we curse a lot, but we will have a children's episode. Yeah, we are going to do a children's episode, so yes. get ready. So you can listen to that one, not this one. No, and not this one. Andy's killing was national news, okay, because this was a super famous... <laughs> okay? Uh, the Weekly World News, Sicko Commits Foul Deed, uh, mm. like printed that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God, People Magazine quoted a first grader with spina bifida from the town, and his quote is, he was my favorite goose because he had no feet. Why'd they do it? Oh, God, breaks your heart. God, it <sighs> does. So he, Uh-oh. I mean, the, the, I'll, just, I'll just tell you. He was, Cut to the chase. He was decapitated. He was skinned. Whoa. His legs were Jeez. cut off. Yeah, oh my he God. was found in just a, a, a heap of parts uh, in the woods. <laughs> And Lord, yeah, really sounds upsetting. personal. It's always the husband. It's always the boyfriend. It's always the husband. First forty-eight. So they, oh, the Chamber no. of Commerce set up a ten thousand dollar reward to find him, and he was never found. Open case. It was always an open case. Now, the murderer, you mean? The they, murderer. They tried to find the goose murderer. Yeah, Chamber of Commerce raised ten thousand dollars. The largest uh, reward they had ever raised was a hundred dollars in the past. So this goose was. Very important. Got it. Wow. And now Jessica Fleming, now Jessica Corgi, uh, found herself thinking more and more about this because Gene passed away in 2000. He started getting Alzheimer's right after the the goose died. And Jessica Mm. says, like, she thinks the goose was kind of like keeping them, you know, together. So it's a very, and sadly. (laughs) But now Jessica is trying to solve the case. She's. Oh. Uh, it seems like it, it seems like something might have happened. There, there's a lot of I won't spoil about what they who they think murdered him because I think it's yes, part alleged. Of, oh, it's a <laughs> legend. Sure no, was see, it Dallas Goose? It was. It's much sadder, and that's why <laughs> it, it it was. It, they apparently a couple of years after it happened, the police department got a call and they said, "Look, we know who did it, but uh, we don't want the money, and we're not going to tell you who it is." And it just led them to believe that it was someone who had a mental disability. And since oh, okay. Andy the Goose was like, you know, pro disabilities and always like going to like the opening of stuff mm. and everything like that, oh, they're I like, see. the grandfather's heart would have been broken if this guy got in trouble for doing this when he didn't intend to do it. You know, it was, you know, obviously a mistake, um, a very vicious mistake, but a mistake uh, nonetheless. Uh, but. There's a documentary being... Now, you could go to Facebook. There's a Facebook page for Andy the Goose, and you can sign up. Uh, There's a podcast that just was recorded with WNYC, September 17th, 2019. Who knows? Whoa. They're making a documentary. Jessica is at the helm of it. I think we need to get her on the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry I've been talking so long, but that is one of the best stories I have ever read, and I would encourage everybody to go read it. Wow. What is it about animals wearing human things that is so funny? Like when I see a dog in sunglasses, I laugh every single time. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. If you see a, a duck in a cowboy hat, you're on the floor laughing the moment it walks into the room. It's true. 
I love it. It's almost as good as animals and strollers for me. Yes. Yes. So you love an animal in a stroller. I just think it's the most bizarre thing. It's I don't very know. It's, but it's always funny. It, <laughs> it is. It is. The reveal is funny. It is. The reveal of like going to look at the baby yeah. and then seeing a dog. That's very funny. And it's a Yorkie. Yeah. 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 But a that's even tiny. creepy. And that's like an old, like I, I guess it's just um, like, I imagine like the kind of people that come over and just look and leer into a, into a <laughs> stroller. Like what world? It feels like it's out of like Andy Griffin or something. I'm like, I, there's never been a day in my life I've seen a stroller and like looked over and be like, I'm going to get a good look at what's inside <laughs> this thing. And if I did, and there was like a little pot belly pig, I would like just crack up laughing and high five that mom or dad so many times for getting it right. If it was a pot belly pig, that person should be mayor of the world. And that is the best thing ever. I know that would be so good. That'd be the best. Do you ever um, have? Do you ever? Do you ever have any animals or dress any dogs up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a pet in years. We had a we had pets growing up that mm-hmm. from Vienna, so they were outside dogs. They definitely yeah. didn't get dressed up. <laughs> Not even for Halloween. You didn't like walk around as something no. with your dog as the sidekick. In hindsight, we were not treating them enough like humans. <laughs> yeah. I always find it upsetting. It is weird when you meet a dog that is chill about wearing outfits. Yeah. Where it's like a dog who just doesn't give a shit. And he's just like, yeah, they don't care I'm a hamburger. <laughs> you know, here I am. Lots of dogs never- shoes these days because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think they can. Their parents could take their shoes off when they get home. That's oh, nice. That's fun. Those videos of dogs wearing shoes for the first time and they step so strangely. Yeah. It's like they're on the moon, and it's like they <laughs> like their legs jut forward, which you've never seen before. God, YouTube. YouTube really brings the joy sometimes. Um, God, when, when you were talking about this. A couple years ago, I was I was with a friend of mine, and he was telling me that his grandmother uh, he got. We were in the middle of nowhere. We were out in the middle of Nebraska, um, and it was like a dude's trip, no cell phone service. And heading out there, he got a text, and his brother was also on the trip. My friend Kyle and his brother were on this trip. He gets a text from his dad that says, "Grandma's in heaven," and so he is like, "Oh my god." My grandmother is dead, <laughs> and they're like upset, and we're all grown men, so we're all like, cons- we're like, oh, dude, and he's, I'm like, do you need to like, do we need to get you to the airport? All this kind of things are happening, and then so he drives like everybody goes, and we we check into this lodge, this cabin thing, and then he goes back to where they can get service, and what had happened is the dad had sent a photo of the grandma with like five puppies on her, like <laughs> hugging them. <laughs> <laughs> the text grandma's in heaven but the photo never came through <laughs> so, so for like two straight hours these two guys thought their grandmother was dead but it's really she was just living it up with her five favorite puppies <laughs> that is so uh, funny that, that is like, such a great start to yes. a weekend away because, uh, like, you're so excited. You're so anticipatory about that weekend away, especially, like, in the woods where you're just like, oh, my God, I need this so bad. It's going to be so great. And then you get there. Yes. And then a bad thing happens right when you get yes. there. And you're just like, no, no, this is going to ruin the whole thing. I mean, of course, it's dead grandma. That's terrible. But for everybody yes. else, you know? Yeah. 
And it was so cool because when like the pickup truck that they were riding in came back out, their like arms were in the air and they were like, she's not dead. And then we just started going, she's not dead. And they were like, it was a photo of puppies. And then we're like chanting puppies and chugging beer. Um, yeah, it's the funniest thing in the world to me. I love those. And then like I've had other friends tell me similar stories. If anybody here, if, if any of our listeners, if any of the bananas, uh have similar stories where just the photo or the video didn't come through, just screen grab it and send it to us oh, because I, I cry laughing at that stuff all the time because it was like such an innocent thing. But the fo- the dad who sent the photo could have, he could have said it so many different ways, <laughs> he, he could, but grandma's in heaven is so like, Oh, man. I love that these two adult men fully accepted that that's how their dad told them their grandma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah, and no, yeah. and not like this is how it. Ha- it's also, it doesn't seem like she's sick if she's just yeah. in a pile of puppies, you know. So, <laughs> there's not. It's just a very sudden. Grandma's in heaven. Yeah, we skipped the death part. She went right to <laughs> how heaven. How did it happen? When was Bodily she ascended? It's got to give me another one. Of my one. favorites. All right, let's switch gears. This is from the Irish Post, irishpost.com. they uh, written by our homeboy, Jack uh, Barris-Ford. Oh, my gosh. Uh, may I please credit the uh, goose story? That was so amazing. Oh, give me a goose story. I'm so sorry. Uh, that was, was it a submitted on, one? Uh, yes, that was submitted by McKenna Heltman. Or Heitman. Sorry, McKenna. Great McKenna name. Heitman. Uh, and that is on my favorite website, Atlas, Atlas Obscura, uh, oh, yeah. by Caro Guillamo. Uh, that was from 2016, this article, but Jessica's still working on her documentary. So go to facebook.com uh, slash Andy the Goose and become friends with Andy. Love it. I think so. I think we will. Um, and this one is actually Hold on, but from now. Dead, so you can't actually become friends with Andy. Sorry. Go no. on. You're right. Well, we're going to become friends with Andy's spirit. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Irish Post. This is from this year. This is modern news. Here's that headline for you. A woman in the U.S. has become the laughing stock of the Internet after revealing she has spent the past few days mistakenly washing her hands with a block of cheese rather than a bar of soap. (laughs) 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 I love the Irish Post. All right, so Miley from Vancouver, Washington, thought she was doing her bit to stop the spread of coronavirus by thoroughly washing her hands with a bar of soap. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, she instead succeeded in spreading some rather mature-looking cheddar on her hands over the course of several days. Sharing her story on Reddit, Miley explained how the cheese ended up being mistaken for a bit of soap after it was left out in the fridge following a drunken late-night snack. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Got it. Sure. Wow. Waking up the next morning, she assumed that the lump was the remnants of a bar of soap. Then she was keen to stress that she actually does keep a bar of yellow, unscented soap nearby for uh, such use. But the two evidently got mixed up. <laughs> Quote, I just realized my soap wasn't working because it's literally a block of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, uh, I use a liquid soap for dishes. Bar soap like this is gentler on my hands after I do chores, so it makes sense. It was a couple of days of asking, why isn't this foaming? <laughs> Oh man, that's so good. One day, <laughs> one, one time, wash. one wash. Yeah. But also the no. walk away. That's my the not, whether or not it foams is not where I pick up on it. It's when I'm all done and my hands are covered in cheese. 
Why are oh, my man. hands covered in cheese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. No use in checking it out. Just going to go do my chores some more. I'll figure this out eventually. What are these oh, chores she's doing? Are her chores just mainlining <laughs> vodka from morning to night? <laughs> it must be. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh. So, yeah, uh, after a couple days... <laughs> Miley came to realize that it was a dried out square of Tillamook sharp cheddar cheese that she, <laughs> she quote, <laughs> oh man, it's so good. I suspect I left it out when I was intoxicated and just <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I'm so happy oh, this has man. become a news story. This is why, as Scotty has said, the internet was not a bad idea. Is that, <laughs> what's your quote? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. It'll it'll come back up. It's always in um. It's like always hyperbole. So I'm sure it was. Uh, oh, it's. Uh, I'll think of it. I'll okay. think of it. But, oh um, man. Yeah, you know, you're just you're just busting your ass. You're getting drunk all night. You're doing chores all day, and you you just grab the cl- closest okay. square on your counter and start <laughs> washing. Also, I mean, what does wet cheese feel like? I don't know what wet cheese. It is a rectangle. Like. It's All cool right. that this was in the Irish Post, too, that this made it overseas. I mean, Reddit. It was just people making fun of this poor woman in Vancouver, Washington. Oh, man. I love So her. good. Okay. You ready for one? Give me one. I'll give you this title. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, uh, we'll take a little break. Ooh, sounds good. Parachuting beavers into Idaho's <laughs> wilderness? Yes, it really happened. Oh, all right, here's some ads. back all right parachuting beavers into idaho's wilderness this is this is a good story too i don't know i I picked my third one i swear to god my third one is very short sweet and beautiful i don't mind these both are involved okay 60 years ago idaho fishing game and this is from uh uh, npr in idaho heard Uh, of it and this is uh (laughs) written by samantha wright Love her. And this was sent in to us by Home Sales by Amanda. If you need a home, go look at Home Sales by Amanda. I'm <laughs> She'll sure sell you one. She's only doing homes in a specific regional area, but hell, <laughs> you know. Uh, thank you for sending it, Amanda. Uh, so more than 60 years ago, Idaho Fishing Game dropped beavers out of a plane and parachuted sure. them into the state's backcountry. Of course. Um, <laughs> and the story behind it is very crazy. Yeah. It was just after World War II, and people had discovered what a beautiful place McCall and Payette Lake were. Okay. Um, Idaho, essentially people started building homes, and the beavers became a problem, like they do when humans destroy where they live. Yeah, Uh, sure. And so they wanted to save the beavers and give Uh, them a new area. So there's this place called the Chamberlain Basin, and it was Love the perfect it. place for the beavers. Animals would be away from people, and their natural activity would be beneficial to the habitat there. The trouble is the Chamberlain Basin is what is now in the Frank Church River of No Return Wilderness Area. First off, great name for a wilderness area, the yeah. River of No Return, and there's no roads yes. going into it. 
So this guy Heater, Elmo Heater is his name. He worked for the mm-hmm. Idaho Fish and Game in the Macaulay area, and he was given the job of like get these beavers into this area. And it was just after World War II, so there was a ton of supply surplus of parachutes. Uh, and he's like, what if we dropped him out of a plane? So then they he invented <laughs> <Sure>. a box. <laughs> At first they were putting them in baskets, figuring when the baskets landed they could just gnaw their way out. But the okay. beavers started gnawing immediately when they put them in the baskets, so they would have like yeah. just jumped out mid-flight. Yep. Uh, so he invented this box that would open up when it hit the ground, and then they worked with this beaver, Geronimo, uh, sure. and they just dropped Geronimo out of a plane, <laughs> parachuted him over, like, over and over and over again to make sure that he would survive. And at wow. the end, he said, poor fellow, he finally became resigned, and as soon as we approached him, would crawl back into his box, ready to go aloft again. <laughs> Uh, so they first, and then Geronimo was rewarded by being the first male beaver with three female beavers, uh, and landed in there. They made a home together. uh, Sure. And then over the next, uh, for, over the next couple years, they dropped something like 60, 76 all in all were dropped in the basin. Only one didn't survive the drop. And now uh, they, uh, they've created an amazing habitat that is part of what is now the largest protected roadless forest <laughs> in the lower 48 states. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's right. interesting. Yeah, and it all stopped in 1948. But it's kind of a cool... It's kind of a cool story. It's like, it's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> These beavers get this great spot. Um, Geronimo gets three wives. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's okay. I've never been skydiving. Chael, you ever been skydiving? No, I have no interest. Mainly, not because I'm afraid I'll die, but I'm afraid I'll like break a huge bone like a femur and the have landing. a long recovery. The landing does that? seem sharp. Yeah. 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 I, I've i been uh, parasailing, which is is chaotic in a different way because the people that usually run parasailing boats are like, they're those type of people in life that just they assure you everything's fine, and then you keep watching them make human mistakes nonstop. <laughs> like, you know, just like Agreed. like the boat the boat pulls away in the cooler, and they're like, oh, and they go back and grab the cooler, and then they're backing <laughs> up, and they like honk a horn and like flip off somebody, and you're like, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> it is this so true. Good. I remember as a kid, I, did it, I think I was like 12 or 13, did parasailing, and like the classic video, just got yanked forward, face first into the sand and then they just gunned it and i just like rode along the sand and so the water on my face until i was flying this is why white not for you people do things i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) parasailing is is the whitest person so white (laughs) yeah if you could incorporate croquet and parasailing simultaneously it would just it would be blinding it would be like snow blindness you throw hacky sack Um, in there we got a fucking fish concert (laughs) god i um i went to idaho last year for the first time ever i um a friend of mine is a big fan of boise state football uh and they're great we went to a game and then my flight was delayed for some reason like God, I don't know, like five or six hours. It was like one of those really weird ones where like the pilot was sick and the plane just never came. So I had time to kill. And so I have a whole day there. So I was like, I'm just going to go see a movie and watch a matinee by myself and then I'll, I'll catch this flight. So I hit an Uber and you forget when you're not in New York or L.A. or I'm assuming Chicago and Atlanta. 
the people that drive Ubers are just people. Like in in LA, it feels like it's a lot of actors or so aspiring writers. It it feels like younger people that are supplementing an artistic endeavor. Everywhere else, it's people just supplementing their life. They're making money. It's a part time job. So I get this call from my driver. Um, he's like, "Hey, uh, where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm outside this coffee shop. It's on the corner. It's next to an auto zone." And he's like, "North side or south side?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, sir. I'm not from here." He's like, um, okay, I'll find you. Takes, I mean, maybe 15 minutes for this guy to find me. I get in. He's 90 years old. I mean, he's the oldest Uber driver. It, it's like out of a <laughs> Leslie Nielsen movie. And we're going to a movie theater that's outside the city. It's about a 20-minute, 15-minute drive. So it's quiet. Um, and we're just riding. And I'm like, okay, this is great. And then he looks and sees where I'm going, like scrolls up on his giant phone. And he's like, movie theater. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go check out a movie. Quiet for another 10 minutes. Then he just goes, you ever seen Avatar? (laughs) 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 And I said, yeah, I saw Avatar. I think when did Avatar come out? 2010 or something? It's like a very old movie. But he was like, yeah, I love that movie. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty interesting movie. He goes, but why did they make the military look so bad in that movie? (laughs) And I go, did they? I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. He goes, my sons couldn't even get through it. They made the military seem so aggressive. And I was like, wait, what? Aggressive? Yeah, I think, you know, how they go into that, uh, the Navi thing and shit sure, unobtainium but that that is the military right the military <laughs> definitely aggressive like that's their main deal uh, honestly, I I mean, the space military they're like oh it was so funny he, i if you had said name 1000 movies this guy knows <laughs> i would not have said avatar in the top 10,000 uh but i respect him <laughs> and i went and saw joker and they wouldn't let me take uh my bags inside of the movie theater which in retrospect probably makes sense but it was uh, me talk it was me convincing a 17 year old movie theater manager to let me take a roll-on bag into a 3 p.m matinee joker oh man so sometimes you just step back outside of yourself and look what's happening in your life and i guess it should have been depressing but it felt kind of great at the time jelly what's the last movie you saw in a movie theater Ooh. Good question. I'm trying to. I, it may have been Ad Astra. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, Ad Astra. I saw Brad Joker Pitt. twice. Did Ad Astra come out before or after Joker? Great question. Mm. That's a different mm. world. What it's is time different... now? I don't know. Exactly. I know. It all seems just like before BC, BC. before C- COVID. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have been at I saw it. Dad issues, good movie. A lot of dad yeah. issues in that one, except for the weird middle part where the studio was obviously like, make these monkeys aggressive. Yeah, no reason. No nope. reaction. Space and the monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, maybe I didn't see it. I'm. I thought I watched movie. it on a plane. Uh, it's a good plane movie. It might get you was, crying on a plane. If there was space monkeys, I feel like I would remember that specifically. Out of nowhere. There's, <laughs> nowhere. Out of yeah. there's nowhere in the movie where you assume there are going to be aggressive space monkeys <laughs> or any sort of aggressive space animal. It's just like, 
here you go, studio. Here's your aggressive. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Story. Loved it. All right, great. I want to watch it. I kind of swear I swore I watched it, but I guess not. Uh, we going for another one, Scotty? I think I got another one. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got I got. I, did you just go? Yes, you just No, I, no, I just went. Did I? Sorry. You no, just went. You go. No. Give hey, me it's one, all Scotty. The same. It's all the same. Here's kind of a creepy little one. This one's kind of cool in a paranormal type of way. Okay. Voices told a woman she had a brain tumor. So this was from the Irish Times. Uh, I was clearly looking in the UK and Ireland and uh, for news stories. So in London, there was this woman who uh, was correctly told she had a brain tumor by voices in her head. Um, <clears throat> she goes to these doctors, and I mean, the woman I who had... I have a guess yeah. on who said it. It was a tumor. Yeah, the tumor's talking to her. Yeah. You, you got to listen to that kind of thing. People yeah. don't say that. <laughs> So the woman who had no previous psychological problems first heard a voice uh, while at home reading, which asked her not to be afraid and said it was a friend and wanted to help her. Wow. Fearing she was going mad, she sought medical help. Uh, consultant, psychiatrist, uh, doctor, I'm going to butcher this one, but we're going to go Uzo Oni. Uh, wrote about a treatment of the woman in a British medical journal. He said she appeared to be cured after receiving counseling and medication, but while on holiday, her hallucination returned. This time, there were two voices. They told her to return to England immediately because there was something wrong with her brain. Oh, my back God. In London, yeah, back in London, the voices gave her an address to go to, the brain what? scan department of a large London hospital. The what? woman persuaded her husband time to out, drive her out. there. Wait, 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 wait. Her, her, the voice, the hallucination gave her an address? They say, it says in the article, back in London, the voices gave her an address to go to the brain scan department of a large London hospital. Maybe wow. it was this, really this, Yeah, this tumor's got a Garmin Nuvi. Um, the woman persuaded her husband driver there. A brain tumor was discovered, which was uh, duly removed, after which she made a a full recovery. Here's the interesting part. As she regained consciousness after the operation, she heard the voices for the final time. They told her, we are pleased to have helped you. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> what? One ex uh, yes. The, the two voices said, we are pleased to have helped you. Goodbye. Um, two voices? Two voices just they, yeah, they they signed the out. <laughs> they did yeah, they harmonize? They, <laughs> did they, uh, they harmonize? <laughs> what are those things called? Those little t uh, pitch things? The little thing? I always want to blow one little of those. Pitch I can't sing. Yeah, pitch pitch pipe. pipe. Yeah. Do people really use those? Chaley's a singer. I was in an really acapella group and uh, we did use a pitch pipe. What does it establish uh, as a great. person who's completely all, If you're in an acapella group and you're singing a song, you all have to start on the same key. Otherwise, it's going to sound terrible so it just kind of lets us know where we're starting mm -hmm. if that makes sense kind of yeah so, if you so can hear for, it yes so it's for but it's but but and also this is being, being ignorant what it establishes the key the key of the song yeah okay not okay the key all right okay yeah. I don't know. Does somebody know, special start singing on that specific note, but we're singing in the key of that. Oh, I see. Note. It's like the area. <clears throat> yeah. Like if you play a chord, 
<laughs> this is how much I don't understand <laughs> singing. Get you in the area. Yeah. Okay, great. It's a great way of thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And what does was your that... acapella group name? Yeah, great question. Oh, ladies First. Yeah. Ooh. University. Have you heard of Straight No Chaser? They're actually very popular acapella group. No. No. Um, and we were the female answer to them. I guess. I don't even know like the comical <laughs> Ivy League ones. Like, well, not comical, just that their names are so stupid. Uh, like the Whiffin Poofs and the Spiz <laughs> Winks. Like, uh, is <laughs> wait, did you make like, up Spiz Winks? <laughs> no, I think it's like the second. It's like if you're not good enough for the Whiffin Poofs, you find yourself on the Spiz Wink. It's something like that. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> our one our one Yale uh, listener will be like, actually, um, <laughs> I have a question though. Since we're kind of talking about singing and voices in your head, if you're and Kurt, this actually is for stand up too. So, Chaley, when you're performing Mm -hmm. and you're singing a song you've sung a hundred times before, are you thinking about other things? Is your body and your voice on autopilot, or are you thinking about lyrics and stuff, or is it autopilot? I am not thinking about lyrics, but if it's a lot like acting, there's an intention behind it as you sing. Mm -hmm. So, I'm feeling the song or I'm not. And I forget the lyrics, which I did do on the Grand Ole Opry stage in front of really, whoa, several thousand people. No, what was that like did, did people did. cheer for you or they gasp or what was, was the thing? I was in the middle of, I was the first verse. And then I was like, I forgot the lyrics into the microphone. Aww. And then everyone laughed and I turned around to the band and I was like, where are we? And he, I, gave, I took a minute and then I recovered. And they were very happy to see my recovery. Yeah. Oh, they came that's... back on your... Were you a kid? Or were you like a teenager? Or was this like no, two this years ago? When I, I was in Nashville. I was an adult. Uh-huh. I was a full-grown okay. person who forgot song lyrics on stage. Wow. So, you, cool. were, so you worked at the Grand Ole Opry or were you just <laughs> playing there? I was playing. I were I was on a show called Nashville, and so they had mm-hmm. cast a lot. Like we would perform at the Grand Ole Opry, which in hindsight was probably really annoying for some of these more established country artists to watch these kids from a TV show sing on. I don't know. You can belt it. Jaylee can belt Thanks, it. Scotty. I'm sure we have some Nashville fans out there. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah, so I was singing at the opera. I was performing, and I forgot the lyrics. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Also, that's cool. it gets everybody on your side. It did, actually. They were like, they laughed, and then they cheered, and it was a whole, we all had an emotional experience together. Oh, that and then was great. shuffled Thanks. off the stage. Chill, Where did have you, you guys... seen the, the Garth Brooks documentary that's currently on Netflix? Um, I have not watched that. Okay. Kurt? Kaylee, you must watch this. Kurt, I know you're not. I like that you didn't even ask me if I'd seen it. (laughs) You know I haven't seen it. I don't mind it. Uh, Yeah, you don't mind it. Uh, But I recommend this. uh, To our listeners, watch the Garth Brooks documentary. He is on the verge of tears um, with every single sentence he says. The entire documentary, (laughs) no matter what he's talking about. (laughs) And the people who have seen it are probably nodding their head. It's as though just off camera, his wife and children are being held at gunpoint. (laughs) It's like, 
And he speaks so passionately. You could totally understand why he is Garth Brooks and he's like the biggest deal of them all. Because like when he talks, he's super passionate. But he like started shaking his head and like fighting back tears over nothing. And it, it, I'm, I'm saying not once or twice. Every <laughs> single time he's on camera, he's <laughs> about to start weeping. And he kind of does it at a couple of points. Um, it's a, it's a multi-part documentary. It's highly entertaining, especially if you're a Garth fan. But if you're not, you just want to laugh at something that's out of your lane. Watch uh, one of the most famous, richest mu- uh, music stars ever almost cry in every location. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> backwards in a chair, in his truck, wearing a beanie, on stage. Um, it's so, so, so worth it. <laughs> I want to check it out. And so, Chaley, so you were... So you're on the show in Nashville and you got to, did you tour all over the country with uh, doing the show? I got to piggy. I was dating a guy at the time who was on the show. They did after I was written off, which I thought was, I was like, I don't think my character would leave. (laughs) (laughs) We do not care about that. You did something like 28 episodes. 28 episodes. I just unceremoniously written off. I just left. I don't. I don't have support for this emotionally because I don't think that this is what I would do, but <laughs> um, to talk. Um, yeah, they did. They took the main cast all over the country into the UK and I got to uh, ride around with them and I would do, um, we had a big song. I was in a trio with my best friends, two ex-boyfriends on the show. Whoa. Oh, nice. So Whoa. I, I got to perform all over the country too. Just a song or two with people I had, duet for i'll tell you that is my favorite way like big venue where you only have to do like five to ten minutes yeah i've done shows like that and it is so enjoyable yeah Um, yeah, oh it's the best there's a public radio show uh live from here which is so great you guys should listen to, but doing that show is wonderful because it's like a super produced, amazing show. It's done live in like these thousand seat auditoriums. And then I would just come out and do seven minutes of stand up and then yeah. walk off and then be able to enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. It's the best. I love it. Versus being nervous the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Wrap it up tight. Let's do it. This is a short and sweet one. A short Ooh. and sweet one. Nice. Florida couple, and I apologize okay. to you, Florida. Of course, we try to stay away from our Florida stories. We try. Why? There's just so we many. Could do of them. All, yeah, we could just do endless shows. Yeah. Great. And you know what? Did we talk about this uh, on, on an episode? The fact that the reason that Florida is the way it is, is because of what, this law that it has. Um, and I can't remember the name of the law. I should look it up. But the law that says that, like, the police, like, every arrest has to be public information and it has to be printed somewhere. So right, that's, that's why right. the, the news are always picking stuff up because they have to publish all this stuff. Got it. Um, it's like yeah. a right to know or something like that. A few other states have it. Michigan has it. And that's, again, why Michigan seems. Yeah, crazy Michigan. As well. We go out of Michigan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Florida couple trapped in unlocked closet for two days. <laughs> this is this is the kind of bananas story that is so beautiful because every piece is confusing until the last sentence. Okay. Okay. Good. It took two days for a Florida man 
who thought he was trapped in an unlocked janitor's closet with a woman to call 911 on his cell phone. <gasps> and it was only until the police arrived that John R. Wood, 31, and Amber Campbell, 25, realized that they could have opened the door to the closet at Daytona State College and walked out at any time, the Orlando oh, no. Sentinel reported. Okay. The pair told police they were chased into the closet on Sunday, but Arwood didn't dial 911 until Tuesday, and his phone's location was tracked. So, so confusing. What's going on, right? And then the last sentence. The last sentence. The pair were found inside the closet, along with feces and copper scouring pads often used to smoke crack, according to the Sentinel. No drugs were found, but the pair still faced several charges. So... And this oh. is, if you look at these guys, they are like in another life. They both maybe, I don't want to say could be models. <laughs> They're good looking people. You could see. You could see like if, if crack had not ravaged their faces, you could see oh, them yeah. both like, like maybe modeling underwear or something like that in Florida. Okay. Um, okay. And I just love this idea that they got in there. They're like, we're locked in, we're locked in. <laughs> and just being so paranoid from all the crack and then be like, well, I guess we should just do the rest of this crack. <laughs> <laughs> and that they had enough crack that it lasted for two days. Crack goes fast, man. Crack goes very Famous quickly. Famously wow. quickly. So does crack make you forget that you have a functioning cell phone in your pocket? Uh, well, I bet you, no, I think it's just all paranoia, you know? So they did, okay. I bet you it's uh, like they got really high, and yes. they're like, if we call the cops, they're going to arrest us, you know? And mm-hmm. so they're like, well, what do we do? What do we do? Let's smoke more crack. <laughs> yeah. It's a really for, smart solution to that problem. For, <laughs> because they don't have any crack on them when the police come. I get oh, it. Oh, that's smart. So they're like, well, we have to smoke we have all this to crack. Smoke all this crack. <laughs> they were being smart about it. We were. We have no choice but to smoke all this crack in order to be yeah. rescued. And maybe they had a large amount of crack. Yeah, two days worth of crack. Two days. I don't even know what the unit of measurement would be for two days of crack because i think crack like you smoke it every like five to ten minutes i think oh I mean, wow. i've never smoked crack but that's what i understand oh that's man. amazing that well, is the, the, the reason they called was because they they called and said we're locked in our clo- they were trapped in this closet yeah that's why they called the cops jeez oh my gosh that's so i have crazy. an idea i have an idea of what why they finally called what they ran out of crack the pair were found inside the closet along with feces <laughs> and copper yeah. pads. As soon as that dude took a shit, she's like, fucking call the cops. <laughs> yeah. They were like, he's not that cute after all. He's changed. <laughs> he's changed. pretty exciting. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nothing explains why they didn't try the doorknob. No. No. There's no explanation for that. Nothing explains. I almost feel like they pushed on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they pushed on it and were like, oh no, we're trapped and never like turned the doorknob. Or they jiggled the handle like they do in movies. <laughs> yeah, our toilets. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty wild weekend. I hope, I think these two have a bright future when they both get out of jail. <laughs> I think 
I think these two have what it takes to go the distance. You know? Yeah, I, I hope John Arwood. I hope John Arwood and a man, Amber Campbell. I hope Amber. They have beautiful children. Classic. They should create a town in Florida. They should just build a city for these these types of stories. Anybody that has a mugshot, they should just have a town called like Mugshot. mugshot <laughs> yeah, mugshot. mugshot. You can go to Mugshot, Florida, and like the, <laughs> like the souvenir place would be the greatest souvenir store in the world. But you're like, yeah, well, uh, we're gonna go down to Daytona Beach, where we're gonna swing through Mugshot. We're gonna like yell at people. <laughs> We paid the insurance for the rental, so we know people are going to throw stuff in our car. Oh, my but God. It's such a great up. idea, because what's the name of that Disney town in Florida? Sp- like Spirit or uh, something? Kissing me? Never heard no, of it. No, no, no. It's like literally a Disney town that you can live oh, in, boy. like, a, a, essentially a, up against Walt Disney World. You know, it's like oh, character themed. It's owned by Disney. You live on Disney property. Wow. Uh, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, I think Night- everybody's yeah, going to probably... I think everybody's going to think I'm crazy when I say that these people are attractive. <laughs> it's also what I happen what I haven't mentioned is that Amber has a huge dollar sign tattoo on her throat. Oh, it's oh. classy. It goes from from like her chin all the way down. It is very wow. very big. And that has got to hurt cuz that yeah. needle's going right into your larynx. That's thin skin. Yeah. That's thin skin right there. That would That's hurt. That's not a great place. That's dedicated. Woo. I hope they don't have children. You know, I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take us home, Scotty. Do we have one more? I thought we were there. We got one more. Let's oh, I do one you... more. Yeah. I mean, I got tons of stories. This was a good week. People sent so many People stories. are sending. And guys, if you want, you know, go to the Bananas podcast on Instagram. DM us there. We're always there. I would like to thank everybody. We just hit 10,000 uh, subscribers on our Instagram page. Thank yeah. you so much. That's great, guys. Um, and, you know, if you're just listening for the first time, please go rate and review on Apple Podcast. Uh, it does matter still. It does. Uh, it you does. guys are influencers. <laughs> oh, oh with ten, once you have a 10,000, you're an influencer? Start, like selling tummy tea and stuff. Tummy tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sell the um, banana-only diet. Oh. <laughs> I love a nice warm cup of banana flavored tea late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me, Mall used to steep. Okay, last story. And short and sweet. A, short and sweet. Um, this one is from our good friends at uh, KATU. Welcome to Exploding Whale Memorial Park on the Oregon coast. Uh, news.com. So there's a very famous bizarre news story. Jill, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but maybe you have. So in 1970 in November, there's this town in Oregon called Florence, and they had a gray whale die and get beached, uh, and they didn't know what to do with it. It was 45 feet long. It weighed eight tons. So this town uh, took suggestions from everybody. And they, it smelled horrible. That's the other detail that's so funny to me that it just stank. So they blew it up. They used 20 cases of dynamite, which was a thousand pounds of dynamite. 75 bystanders were asked to move a quarter of a mile away. And when they blew it up, they put it all on the, I would say, beach side, earth side, land side. They were trying to blast this thing back in the ocean and blow it to smithereens so that seagulls and crabs and other sea life would eat it 
Instead, it threw these gigantic chunks of blubber into the air over a quarter mile away, including damaging these, this car in the parking lot completely smashed. Every single person that left had like goo. The news reporter, oh. you can YouTube this, uh, the blow, exploding whale, just YouTube it. The guy giving the news report, at some point the camera cuts out because he and the cameraman just started running for their lives because the flying <laughs> blubber were that big. So here's 50 years later, the town asked for uh, new name suggestions for its park along Rhododendron Drive. They asked the public for name suggestions and held a public vote. And the people have spoken. <laughs> it is now named Exploding Whale Memorial Park. <laughs> so, this is going to be a weird summer for everybody. Uh, not a lot of uh, air travel, I'm guessing. But if you need a road trip, I would say <laughs> that you need to go to Florence, Oregon. And you need to go to their newly minted Exploding Whale Memorial Park. I'm sure they have an excellent gift shop. Um, but yeah, it's a, and if you, before you go, you must watch the story. Yeah, a car park over Corte Malway um, got this one last chunk that smashed it so badly that the car was completely totaled. Um, and everybody was covered with, quote, small particles of dead whale. So go up there. Hit the American Highway, do the road trip dream, visit our good friends, and honestly, send me a postcard. I'll give you my P.O. box uh, from Exploding well, <laughs> Memorial Park. Oh. I don't it's feel so bad fun. for anybody who drove out to watch a yeah. whale explode if they got whale yeah. on them. I do feel bad for the parents, for the children brought by their parents, because the children are like, of course, I want to watch a whale blow up. But the parents should have known this is not what. This we shouldn't be watching this. What were the options that they voted on? And besides exploding the whale, did no one suggest burning the whale? They <laughs> did. They did suggest burning the whale. They it was cutting it into chunks. This is from the original uh, original video. Cutting it into chunks, but it smelled so bad. Burning it, they thought it would smell so bad. They just thought the easiest, and it was too heavy to, oh, and they thought about burying it, but they were afraid that the waves and the tide would just unearth it again. But yeah, that is the funniest part, too, is not only are these, like, 30 to 50-pound flying hunks of uh, blubber, they also stink. So you're, like, running not only from the danger but the smell. Um, and in the video, most of the people they show being asked to like step back from the beach are older folks. They're people, they're gray hairs and gray beards, just just out there to spice it up. Also, Kurt, we would be there. Absolutely. I would have been on a mini bike just doing donuts around it until they were like, <laughs> in a way, Boom. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go, though. I'm going to definitely do this this summer, and I will take an Instagram photo. Oh, great. That's a great Let's idea. Um, One more question. Yes. No, one, no one thought to, like, tug it out to sea and just let it sink in the middle of the ocean either. I should have been there. I you think. Been there. I mean, I, I, I agree 100% because also this happens all the time and they do have a way of dealing with it now. I still, I think it's actually still difficult to deal with. Got it's it. like, if it's heavy enough, I, I think it's difficult for a boat, but if you had a tugboat, a tugboat would be able to pull that whale off, but I bet you it just keeps oh. ripping in parts, you know? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like blowing it up. I just think that they needed 
more professional guys to do it. I think uh, I think it's cool. <laughs> and 50, 50 years later, we're still talking about it. I mean, all these <laughs> other ones, it's just sad. It just gets like a YouTube video. It's one of those YouTube videos that gets like 425 down votes and like 500 views. And you're like, oh, nobody <laughs> likes this sad whale carcass. <laughs> um, Chaley, do you have anything that you would like to plug or where people can find you? I don't have a job. Right. <laughs> Neither do I. This is oh, my job. Well, I do. I will be in the next season of Lucifer when they finally just oh. playing a yeah. star named Destiny Page. Destiny Page. Did I kill the guy or didn't I? Yeah. My assistant. You'll see. Huh? Lucifer to find out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I love this podcast. This is very exciting for me. Oh, oh thank you so much. All right, Katie B, it's been a real pleasure on bananas. Bananas. This has been an exactly right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at the Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas.